Welcome to the second episode of Basketball is Religion. I am your host, Matt, joined today by the Gons. Gons, it's been a little bit since we last recorded. How have you been? I've been good, man. It's uh, December 4th. The the year just flew by. Um, yeah, man, it's been tied up with the with the baby and everything going on. So finally, you know, the I got time, well, you know, and I can't wait to talk about hoops here. Um, how have you been, man? There's been a lot going on. Yeah, personally, it's been like a tough year, just a really tough year. A lot of things going on. Um, but you know, we still talk about hoop and as an escape, as our religion on Sundays that we try to get, you know, um, live life, but you know, try to find some distraction from everything that's going on. So let's move on to the, the surging. There's other teams that are surging, but. The team that's doing pretty well right now, the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers came off, played their best game of the season, maybe even the, over the past two seasons. Their best game by beating the Milwaukee Bucks, one thirty-three to one twenty-nine, on Friday, December second. Uh, Anthony Davis had forty-four points, ten rebounds, four assists. LeBron James followed up with twenty-eight points. Eight, uh, eight rebounds, 11 assists. And Giannis himself had a great game, 40 points, seven rebounds, five assists. Um, and then also, there was also the return of Drew Holiday, who played well as well. But the Lakers, for as bad as they started during the regular season, they started on the come up. They're getting there. They're about four games behind the fourth seed, which is crazy how pretty mid the the Western Conference has been in total. They're sitting at 9-12. and 12. Uh, they'll be playing against the they'll be playing against Washington, the Kyle Kuzma revenge game here Sunday as we're before we're recording. Can you so, can you believe the Wizards are favored by four? They must, Vegas has to know something that dude, this is the game to make money. You know, this I'm putting five hundred on today. This is the game to make money. Um all right, Gons. Let's talk about Anthony Davis. He's on a tear the last last day games playing out of his mind, the last three weeks, Anthony Davis has been averaging um, 22, uh, 32.9 points, 11 point, um, 15.4 rebounds, uh, three assists, and three blocks with 1.5 steals. He's elevated himself to maybe the MVP, maybe a top five player in the league. Gons, talk about the Lakers, this current you know, string of winning and Anthony Davis potentially being an MVP superstar level player again. You know, it's funny because we're in LA and because in LA and we have LeBron, like in retrospect, Matt, we played a very, very, very difficult schedule in the beginning. No one thought about that. I mean, a few people did and said they're playing a tough schedule, but everyone went into panic mode um, because they're like, well, the Lakers should be a top competitor. They should be winning some of these games. True, maybe they could have won some of these games. But at the end of the day, they're still trying to figure it out and gel together. Yeah, Westbrook was there last year. Davis was there last year. But there's a lot of new pieces, man, that aren't there. So they're trying to gel as a team. And I feel like media, society, didn't give Darvin Ham a chance to figure it out. Sure, he had preseason. Sure, he may have had summer league. But it takes real life real game time 
experience to figure it out. Um, and I think after 10 games, he's starting to figure it out. And not only that, Matt, I've seen the buy-in. Um, at the end of the last game, LeBron James is being interviewed by Mike Trudell, and um, Coach Darvin Hand comes up and hugs him, and he says, the king! And then LeBron says, that's our coach. We love him. Like, okay, this is the Monty Williams buy-in I saw a couple years ago, Matt. Like, there's no way they're going to lose this game in Washington. And I'm seeing them play harder than they've played before. And it's not Anthony Davis that's that's all of a sudden, you know, increases level of play. That's Darvin Ham figuring it out. Anthony Davis has always been good. He's been injury prone. And we'll say he's healthy now. Um, but he struggled kind of to start, but he picked it up quickly even when they were losing because of Darvin Ham. All the credit goes to Darvin Ham. Just like when Frank Vogel was coach and we kept saying, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you moving the ball around? That was my biggest harp on the Lakers then is why aren't you moving the ball around? What's Darvin Ham doing? Oh, we didn't move the ball around. Someone's taking the shot. We're not moving it around. People aren't moving. It just took a good coach. And I know I could get ahead of myself, Matt, but I didn't know the Lakers are on a come up. Um, Gons guarantee they're going to make the playoffs right now. I will, I will freaking... Um, throw something crazy out there man i will I, I you know what i will give i will give what's something i could do if they don't make the playoffs um okay we'll think about something later but they're gonna make the playoffs gone's guarantee but we'll figure it out what about this if the lakers don't make the playoffs uh, yeah i'll give lucas a hundred bucks for him to spend it on whatever the heck he wants to he's a team oh, oh shoes now it's shoes she has oh. these fresh like Oh, they're right here with me. Hold on. Sneakerhead. Dude, he, he got this from my from my um brother-in-law. Freaking these are like the cleanest shoes I've ever seen in my life. Let me get put on there. The dunks, the Laker dunks. Dude, like I can't even wear these too because he wears my 12 and a half size now. It's crazy. Those are the cleanest shoes. Oh my god. Yeah, so, so he'll spend it on sneakers. If, if, hey, that's uh, a beautiful addiction to have. Um Especially, you know, us being into basketball, we can appreciate. I can appreciate my son's a sneakerhead. I'll be proud because I was a sneakerhead uh, until my I got married and my wife's like, "Why do you have fifty pairs of shoes? You got to donate some." And I'm like, "All right, uh, donation." But then he could probably sell those nice shoes. Like, yeah, I'm at, we'll see how how deep into that world he gets. So the Lakers, you know, they, they after starting two and ten, they're now nine and twelve. They they lost the Suns, which was kind of not deserved, but that was expected. But that little loss of the the Pacers, which they honestly should have won, they should be ten and eleven now. But they're sitting at nine and twelve. They're setting themselves up, you know, really well for for a playoff run, for a top six run. You don't want to get into that play that play in game, but we'll see. Um, it's weren't we saying the whole time to bring Westbrook off the bench? Oh, okay. I was gonna get in that too. Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh, go ahead. I'll let you get into it. No. Because... No. 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 I, I'll, I'll, I'll follow that up with you. Go this, ahead. This just seems like common sense that the random me and you who are not coach were preaching to Vogel: move the ball around, hustle, play Westbrook off the bench. But Vogel would not do it, and 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 Ham is like I don't I it's so it's simplicity and it just I don't I really don't understand what took so long. Yeah, there's a level of offensive sophistication 
that Darvin Ham has or his staff has that Vogel and his staff did not have. You can see that they're clearly are running more plays um, in their half-court set. And they, they, they've been doing really well in their half-court set. I think tops in the league um, as far as half-court offense. So you can see that that effect that Darvin Ham is having on the offensive end. And you know, usually when you have an uptick on the offense or uptick on defense, the other side suffers. You saw that a little bit now with the Lakers surrendering 129 to the Bucks or 138 to the Spurs. But overall, they've been doing fairly well on defense too. So, I mean, overall right now, they're sitting at an a, a overall net rating of 18th after that horrific offensive start. I mean, they couldn't hit a three in the, those first 12 games. And they've climbed up to now 22nd on offense, which is really good considering how badly they started. So they're on the come up. Um, but you know, with Russell Westbrook now and embracing his Benchbrook ways and coming off the bench, providing that spark there, we all called it. You, Raul, you and I called it when the when they first traded for him a couple off seasons ago. That should have happened, but you know, now that's finally happening. Great, but with that happening, are you still inclined to trade a Russell Russell Westbrook? It was reported by Jovan Buda, who's a who's a um, staff writer for the Athletic that there there was internal discussions of Russell Westbrook and the two first-round picks for DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic from the Chicago Bulls. What are your thoughts on that potential trade? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I thought you were going to say something about Buddy Heald or something. Um, no, nah, not there. No, that, 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 that ship sailed, I think. So what do you think about that just, trade? Well, they just released Ryan, right, to add a roster spot. Okay, so read me back this trade again, because you once you you got my attention once you said Demar Derozan. So okay, so it's Russell Westbrook. This is internal discussions from reported by by a beat reporter, uh, Joe Von Buda. It says Russell Westbrook and the two first round picks. I'm not sure if there's going to be any protections on those, nor, nor do I think that you care. It's Russell Westbrook, two first round picks, the 27 and 29, uh, year 20, 2020, 2027, uh, for DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic from the Chicago Bulls who aren't doing very well right now. Look, man, um, I'm surprised DeRozan's not doing well. But I, I get it. Zach Levine is kind of taking over that team. And there was, and Zach Levine is starting to want the ball more, right? Um, and Zach Levine is evolving into, like, a star. Um, and I think if DeMar, De, I think DeMar DeRozan needs the ball in his hand quite a bit. Um, just like Russell Westbrook. So it's if the Lakers are finally getting their like stuff together, I don't know. I love Vucevic. He's a he's a big, right? He's a good big, he's decent. Right? He may have been an all-star a couple years ago, which we need badly. Um, I love DeRozan. I love his mid-range game. I I I I, I honestly do. I don't I don't think there's a better mid-range shooter in the game today. Maybe Chris Paul. Maybe, maybe no. You know what? Chris Paul and Devin Booker got that little mid-range, but it's a different type of mid-range. I would say DeRozan's mid-range is closer to Kobe's mid-range. It's like the same type of shot, you know, where Booker and Paul do this little herky-jerky pause and then like just kind of throw up lob jump shot. So that's a tough, that's tough. I, I, I mean, you're giving up 2027, 2029, but you got LeBron. You want the chip. You're trying to catch the Celtics. I would do the trade. I love DeRozan. Um, bring the kid home. He's supposed to be in L.A. Like, 
he was supposed to be here. If you listen to a podcast with him and Draymond, I think it was Draymond Green podcast. He's like, I was in Mexico. I was supposed to go to LA. And Kyle Lowry calls me and says, dude, like, what just happened? Um, so yeah, I would like to see the trade, Matt. I think it'd be good. What about you? What do you what do you think? Like, if the Lakers win the next three out of five, do you still make that trade? I'm I've always been the proponent of trade Russell Westbrook, but this was before Benchbrook or Russell Westbrook coming off the bench and performing what he needs to do to perform. Yes, he's been making some silly plays still, and you kind of have to take that. But if if you were the Lakers and you were making that trade, this is kind of what you wanted from Westbrook: dominate the second, dominate the second unit, and then come in and not take too much away from Anthony Davis or LeBron James. So it, it's it's it honestly. I, I would put a lot of protection, maybe only include one first round pick instead of two for that trade because the Chicago Bulls are right now sitting in 12th in the East and the East is pretty mid too. They're at 19 and nine and 13. No, you this know is, what, Matt? This tells me Chicago's trying to tank for the draft. If yeah, that's pick, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's if they lose a couple more, they're, they're going to they're gonna tank for the draft. But here, here's my two cents here. What ha- If you have Anthony Davis and he gets hurt, it'd be nice to have Vucevic or Vucevic, if, if if LeBron's out for a little while, groin injury, it'd be nice to have a DeRozan. They can carry the team. Westbrook cannot carry the team. Yeah, especially to keep, keep like, if if LeBron James got hurt, I mean, we kind of saw that a little bit, too. When LeBron did get hurt, Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook were fine. The issue for me was they were playing the Spurs, like, three like three times. So, I mean, that, that that's an also, also thing with the Lakers, too, right? Is their schedule was really tough but then it was end up being fairly light these last few games here i mean with the spurs three times as pistons thrown in there the blazers without you know dame lillard yes they beat the bucks but i mean the overall talent of the teams that they, they defeated weren't great i mean you're looking at okay so i guess looking forward for the lakers right let's say these next you know few games for christmas i think they have to go 500 and then they'll be fine um, to, I guess to answer your question, to go back, I, I would not do that trade. I would honestly, I, if you would ask me this question three weeks ago, that would have been, yes, do it, do it right away. But with Russell Westbrook, I don't think I'm doing that trade. Like there's also talks of not doing that trade, but then looking to trade, you know, Pat, uh, Pat Bev and, um, Kendrick Nunn for just a, a, another role player. So would you do that trade for DeRozan or look to do a smaller trade, keep Westbrook, but get rid of Pat Bev and um, and Kendrick Nunn? Do you remember last year, DeRozan was just killing it. Game winner after game winner taking over like the dude bought out last year. So if you want to get him on a bargain deal because he's struggling a little bit now, I can't see you passing up on that. I had League Pass last year. I just signed up for it now, and I should have got the Black Friday deal. I'm paying 20 bucks a month, um, and I regret it. But I was, and I, and I want to share about some games I've been watching after we get out of this Lakers talk because I'm noticing things, right? Because when I go in my garage, it's whatever game is on, you know, that's my time. Um, but man, I think you got to take the chance on DeRozan. I really do. Um, he can shoot, Westbrook can't. It's a big difference. Um, Westbrook's defense isn't there like it used to be. Sure, he hustles against steals. Um, half the layups I've seen him make, uh, he misses unless he's in with the bench and playing against you know a B squad. They don't make those layups, which is making the difference right now. His threes are still. I'll make a couple better than usual, but 
Um, you have to take DeRozan here. Uh, especially knowing how injury prone LeBron can be now versus the old LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, you make the trade. And in, in regard to the other trade with uh, with none and, and yeah, get rid of none, dude. He's he's been horrible. Like honestly, he is, he's he hasn't panned out. Same with Beverly. We were expecting, you know, you brought Beverly on, I guess, because you could say he had the the dog. He had the fight. The fight seems to, his dog is costing us more than helping us with his suspensions and his technicals. And I don't really know what Beverly could offer to us. Yeah, he was supposed to be that you know point of attack defender, uh, a guard defender. But he's yes, he's playing that role uh, defensively, but offensively, he's the I think the worst in the league advanced stats wise so yeah get rid of none for me my opinion do the and do that pat but get rid of pat bev get, get rid of none see if you can get another wing uh keep westbrook and i can't believe i'm saying that three weeks ask me again in maybe three weeks that my opinion changes then but you know the lakers are are streaking here um so yeah so let's get out of the lake out of Lakerland. let's move into uh, gonza's garage since you did get league pass and you saw a few games what ha- what notes have you taken? What what have you noticed from from the uh, from these from the NBA the past month or so? All right. Well, th- here's here's a little Gon's guide spread talk. The Warriors are destroying teams at home. They're just killing it. They picked they figured something out. What gets me is they're two and nine on the road. They're not good. What's going on, Matt? Why is a veteran team like the Golden State Warriors struggling on the road, but they're unbelievably good at home? They're two and nine on the road, but they're—I think—they're undefeated at home. So w- what's going on? Their bench pieces are young. You're, you're depending on Moody, Kaminga, Wiseman—you know—that whole bench crew. That was their whole issue at the beginning of the season, regardless if they were home or away. Home or away. So if you're a young player on the road, yes, you have a quote-unquote championship, but you weren't the main cogs of that championship off the bench, Otto Porter somewhere else, um, Gary Payton Jr. somewhere else. You know, you have your starting five. Yes, they're they're still the Warriors. They're still guiding people out, um, especially that'll work at home, especially since the, the bench, young bench players will be fine at home because they're it's in familiar territory. But I'd like to see their bench road splits, and I'm pretty sure that's going to correlate to them being really crappy on the road. Okay, I mean, I could see that. It's just, I, 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 my theory is here after watching them play that they're gonna pick it up, and I could see them going on a pretty good win streak here. I think they face, um, if I'm right, they play Utah. No, I don't think they play till Monday, and I think they play Utah. Um, speaking of Utah, what? I, can you explain to me why Utah? has lost so many games. They were number one a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, Matt. Now now they're number nine, I think, eight. They 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 drastically have declined. You can't tell me it's because Mike Conley's out. I mean, he's not the glue that holds that team. Mike Conley's been a B-level star now for some time. Now, props to Jordan Clarkson. That dude went off yesterday, but they still lost. So what happened to Utah? Well, was that really that first run where they were you know, three losses and – they were pretty much killing the Lakers every chance they got. Was that was that just a fluke? And they're more of this bottom feeding team. Um, then, 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 like, offense defensively, they're not great. 
uh, but Laurie Markkinen's playing a, like an all-star. And yes, if you can, if you need some veteran leadership, once you lose Conley, you kind of don't have that anymore. So I'd like to, you know, m- maybe in the future I'll bring on my my friend Josue, who's now living out in Utah, who kind of called that whole Utah collapse um last year. So I want to kind of want to bring him on because he went to a few games this year. So we'll we'll bring him on again later. Um, but yeah, so if in you know, my opinion, I think they're more of, you know, they're, they played out of their mind the first few weeks of the season and they're, they're kind of just crashing down to what they really are. They really just need to trade a few pieces to get into that Victor Wenbanyama sweepstakes. All right. Well, let me, let's talk about the East coast real quick before we wrap this up. Um, but worst, first I want to ask you this, Matt, Boston, Milwaukee. Some people are saying Boston's it from the East. They're too unstoppable. Um, they're just, even without Doka, they're just destroying it. Others say it's Milwaukee. They're just a polished veteran team, well-oiled run machine. What What are your thoughts on these two teams, man? Do you think, are you Boston or Team Milwaukee? <laughs> you're going to say that? Yeah, Lake, Lakers hat on. It's the, the, the Bucks all the way. They've had they have Giannis. Yes, they lost to the Lakers, but they still have Middleton's coming back, and they still have their guns. They 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 have exactly the, their main three guys. They have them all back now. Taking the taking the Laker hat off, taking off the my son's dunks. The, the Celtics are really good. They're really good offense, like defensively. One last year around New Year's time, they were five hundred. The Knicks beat them in the Garden, and I was looking to hey maybe then trade you know maybe you trade Tatum, but since then defensively last year they were just killing it. I think they were number one in the league in defense last year, which kind of brought them over to the NBA Finals. But now this season they still have that defensive intensity, not as great as last year, but offensively, Jason Tatum, our Wolves guy, Jason Tatum, and now Jalen Brown, those two guys are maybe it's maybe the best backcourt in the league. Scoring backcourt in the league. Those guys are really good. Robert Williams, hold down that paint. And Marcus Martin's a pest on the wing. Man, they have, and they've been together for a while now. So it's not like chemistry is not a big thing. Like like Milwaukee has that chemistry because Boston has that chemistry too. So as a, you know, analyst of the NBA or NBA fan, I hate to say the Celtics are looking to come out of the East for sure. What are your thoughts? I mean, okay, so you got... We got Tatum averaging about 31 points a game, and then you got Brown averaging 27. That, that's almost 60 points between two players. Um, so I don't like the distribution of of the ball there for the other guys because if one of these guys get hurt, they can't play, who's going to pick it up? Now, I do like Malcolm Brogdon, who's averaging 14. But then what's 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 positive about this is right after Brogdon, you got Marcus Smart at 12, and then you have Al Horford at 11. I think you have is this uh, Grant Williams at about 10, and then you also have um, Derek White at about 11. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players in double digits, um, but there is a discrepancy there. I don't know, man, but Gian- Giannis Antetokounmpo is probably one of the is probably the best player in the NBA. Am I wrong? Is is he? Is, uh, he is right. He's the best player in the NBA. Could I safely say that? Because some people are still going to be it's LeBron James. No, it's it's been it's been Giannis for three years. Okay. Let's be let's be real. The best player in the NBA. So I don't know, but 
I'm not sleeping on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell is balling out of his mind. Him with Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, you got Karis LeVert, you have Jared Allen, who I think was an all-star with Brooklyn or was having an all-star year. Well, and even their bench, um, you know, they're, they're, they're decent. So you got the, the Lopez brother. So, okay, between – so Mitchell, Garland, Mobley, Love, LeVert, Allen right there. Then you have Osmond, Lopez, Okoro, and Isaiah Mobley. Who else do we got here? I'm looking at their roster. I just think they're a solid team all around where I feel like Milwaukee has one star and Boston has two. I want to say Cleveland has close to three. If you talk about Mitchell Garland and Jared Allen. Wait, hold on. Uh, Holiday and Middleton aren't stars? For the Bucks? No. Come on. Really? Drew Holiday? Drew Holiday, maybe the one of the best def- perimeter def- oh, defenders in the league, no? Wow. Wow. Someone does Mid- not value I'll give it to Middleton. In the playoffs, Middleton can hit his open shots. But if you're competing, dude, Middleton and um, Drew are nowhere near Jalen Brown and... and, and um, oh, yeah, obviously. Yes. Levels, I, right? I agree with that. Yeah, 100% oh, agree and, that. and they're not Donovan Mitchell level. But Ooh, uh, the, not, Mi- Mi- Mitchell's defense is still a sieve. They're not a like, spider Mitchell, but yeah, okay. I guess comparatively, you can say they're a, they're a, they're a Jared Allen level, right? You could say they're a Darius Garland. You could say that the those players are all in the same class. But then, why is Cleveland winning so much? Do you think this Cleveland team doesn't have a shot? You think they're just going to be one of those teams that goes far in the playoffs? Because at this point, Matt, with this heavy draft class. Shouldn't they just tank if they're not going to be a competitor? No, they have a shot. I mean, they have a. I think there's one of those teams that are going to be looking to to get to the top four in the East and maybe get to the West, the Eastern Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Semifinals, because they lost in the in the um, in the play-in game last year, if I remember correctly. If they get to the second round of the playoffs, I think that's a success for them. They could build off this team. Where there's a lot of other teams like Indiana, they need to tank to get like a lot of these mid teams need to be moving down to try to get into that Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes. I mean, Cleveland Cavaliers with Jarrett Allen being one of the best, one of the better defensive centers in the league. I think they're good. Like, of course, every team would need a Victor a Victor Wembanyama, but what you what the the players you named off with Kevin Love being a six man off the bench. In interior wise, I think they could build off this. The only issue for me is that it's the chemistry issue I mentioned with Boston and Milwaukee. They've had, you know, they've had years to gel together. Whereas they just brought in Donovan Mitchell and Cleveland. I think they're, they'll be good. They'll take, you know, the, the Bucks or the Celtics to seven games. And I think that'll be a successful season for them. I don't think they're looking to win the championship. They're looking just to get to that next round, which would be great for them. Then add another draft pick next year, and then then we're ready to go. Then then they'll, they'll be a, maybe a top two team with if, if one of the other two top two teams falter, they're right there with them. Yeah, I mean it could be. I I still I think anyone could really win the East, but it is yeah, so. Gons, give me one more team from the East. I know you you mentioned Miami. This one Let's talk about the Miami. There you go. Okay. The Miami Heat are only eleven and twelve. But they're, they they still have a really solid squad. 
I mean, they got Adebayo. They got, I don't know if you want to say Larry's, he's kind of declining, but you have Jimmy Jimmy Buckets. Um, you still have Tyler Hero. Uh, you know, what, what do you think of this team? Miami is offensively, they, they, they struggle. Right now they're what, sitting at 25th. Offensive rating, defensively, a spoiled coach team is always going to do well defensively. So I'm a plus. You have a Bam Adebayo. Where there was discussions earlier earlier the season, I heard on different podcasts. Oh, would you trade? I wouldn't trade Bam Adebayo up for Anthony Davis. Like, are you kidding me? He's good, but not Anthony Davis level. Like, offensively good. So let's hope. Hopefully, those those discussions end there. Um, Bam Adebayo is still a great defensive player, though. He's still one of the top top defensive players in the league. Um, you're not getting anything from Duncan Robinson. Unfortunately, they paid him all that money and they're getting really nothing from him. Um, I mean, Kyle Lowry, like you said, he's on he's on the decline. Jimmy Buckets is still going to be Jimmy Buckets. Unfortunately, they were top, they were number the number one seed in the East last year. And right now they're they're 11 and 12. Um, do I see them kind of coming up? I think they're they would need to get more more offense, honestly, on my end. They need to trade Kyle Lowry for something. I don't know. He's he's on a fairly sizable contract, um, but I think with with the Heat's age, you kind of have to start start building around Bam Adebayo as opposed to trying to win the championship this season. I think their 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 window has closed with this Jimmy Jim, this Jimmy Butler led team. I think they need to go the other way. Hmm. They can. I mean, who knows what could happen? You still got Kevin Durant playing on a team. And you still have LeBron James on the on the Lakers. So all of a sudden the Lakers could end up making it far and the and the Brooklyn Nets could. So um, but this rookie, say his name again, is it Winanaba? Victor Winbinyama. Yeah, when you about seven five, skinny bones. I don't know that he's a good fit for the NBA. And I mean we've talked about that another time, but I don't I don't I when is a seven five guy? been able to be successful in the nba like really successful like superstar successful are you worried about the injury His yes 100 okay. he's All soft right. it's not easy for a guy that's seven five to put on muscle he's gonna get thrown around like a little fly let's save this for another podcast because i was singing the praises of victor ben benyama during the during the off season, so yeah, let's save this for another podcast. So we'll we'll kind of dive into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it next All time. Right, so one more East team that, like I said, chemistry wise, you kind of had that team going for a while, is the Toronto Raptors. Right now, they're sitting at twelve and eleven. They just got Pascal Siakam back. Their Scotty Barnes isn't doing too great this season. They, I think everyone there is playing down, um, but they do have that chemistry. Gons, what do you think about the Raptors? potentially coming out of the east even though they kind of started you know 12 like 500 basketball i just think they're not good enough they're a portland blazers to me um that whatever record they have during the season i i i don't see it you don't I, no like you you don't oh well, I, I, their best player would be pascal siakam like they're they're fairly deep, but I mean OG Ananobi's playing defensive player I mean, at the year level. Siakam's but. played, yeah. Siakam averages twenty five game twenty five a game, and you got OG Ananobi twenty. Um, Fred VanVleet, right? I just you think they're a superstar away, or I think they're like they need to trade for someone. Like let's say let's say Brooklyn starts tanking here, would you maybe look to trade for a 
Kevin Durant. They are a the... superstar away. That is excellently put, Matt. Throw Kevin Durant on that team. That team is a chip team or a a competitive team for a chip. They are a superstar away. All right, Gons. You either had a you have, did you have a couple questions for me? Or are we good for for the? No, podcast man, we're or? good. We'll we'll we're good. Let's come back on next week. Maybe we can. We can, since we're talking about, we could talk about the draft class and how about we could compare him to some some rookies. Maybe we could bring Tony on during the week because I think he's available. So, and we'll talk some some old school hoops. Do you want to? Do want? Do... I'm excited. It's good times right here. It's, we're getting into the second half of the season. All stars coming up in a month and a half. Playoffs are going down. So for uh, for football, that's coming up. So I'm just excited. We got the World Cup. I got nothing over here. Um, but good talking about the Lakers, and uh, let's do it again. Basketball's religion. That will be it for us today. Like Gon said, there's going to be a lot of things to watch, a lot of good games, a lot of other sports to watch too. World Cup. Um, we'll try to come on midweek, maybe talk some old school basketball with Tony. Old school, like the 90s and the 2000s are old school. Great. Awesome. Just aging myself. Great. So we'll, we'll try to be on during the middle of the week. We'll get more of a consistent um, recording schedule i know the holidays christmas is coming up on that following sunday so we'll try to get a few more pods up uh, for you guys to listen to during the holiday season thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time